This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader. I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And today I'm excited. We have a special guest with us, Nani Bernal. She's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, she was on the fast lane to self-destruction until she decided to change her legacy. She turned her mess into mission and founded the In Power Tribe. She's also got a podcast called Power Talk, which is incredible. So please check that out. And uh, I just appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Nate. I'm excited, excited. Um, I know this has been a long time coming, so yeah. let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's kick this thing off. First things first, the name of the podcast, the Championship Leadership. What comes to mind for you or what, what does Championship Leadership mean to you when you hear that? Man, championship leadership. That's that's a really good two-on-one. That's going to be kind of hard. Yeah. Um, but when I think of championship and I think of leadership, um, I think of being selfless and I think of overcoming your obstacles or overcoming any opposition that got in your way to get to where you want to be. I think as the vision is bigger, the opposition's bigger. And uh, being a leader is really being able to shift in any scenario. So many people are like, I'm a leader, I'm a leader, pat your back, pound mm-hmm. your chest, ah, ha, ha. But then let's say the situation shifts where you were such a leader. Are you still going to be a leader that shifts? Are you still going to be able to push through so you can get that winning? And even if you don't win, did you push through to know that it's not how you start, it's how you finish and that you execute it. So to me, championship and leadership is really the push through, right? Making sure yeah, that yeah. you overcome the opposition. Well, that's incredible. I love it. And I love all the answers that I get. You know, I have, I don't know, we're probably around 70, we're probably around 80 episodes now that I have recorded. And um, it's like, the answer is always different. And it's just so cool. I'm like, I don't know how you can define championship leadership so many different ways. But every time it's just, it's it's awesome to hear the different answers, because they're all, there's none of them that are wrong. And they're just incredible. So what's, tell us about yourself and like, 
yeah, you talk, we talk a little bit about it in your intro, right? And, and to, to where you were, to where you are today, like what, what's put you on this path to sitting right here, right now in front of me? So uh, a lot of people know me for being the leader of Empower. Empower is an accountability group that I started up uh, this year. Um, I've really lived a life of destruction, just like you said. And it, it really started happening at the age of 12. Um, I, I started thinking, you know, I talk so much about like the destruction that I don't talk about how good I did have it before the, the chaos mm -hmm. happened in my life. Um, I have great parents, so I don't want to discredit them. I do have great parents. I have a great family. Um, just life ended up happening and it showed people's true colors. Um, I played soccer. I, I had it all where my mom and my dad were together. You know, they, they spoiled me as a kid. And I think that's what really made my mess into a mission is because I had it good. And I always talk about when people have it, I think it's kind of worse when it's taken from them because they know exactly what they had and now they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, my mom tells me it should be the opposite. But for me, that's, that's how I kind of grew up. Um, at the age of 12, uh, I really met heartbreak. Uh, my parents got a divorce. Uh, the reasoning behind it is my dad had a baby with his sister. Um, really really big pivotal thing that happened in my life that really determined the trajectory of where I was going um that happens my best friend gets shot um after my best friend gets shot and passes away I go into high school thinking I could still do everything I'm doing and play soccer um I lose I, I mess up my knee uh so a lot of what was created with me was a lot of pain happening and me not knowing how to take it um I was very lost and I had no direction so I figured I need to figure out how to survive. Um, I sold drugs. I did drugs. I got arrested. I got into so many fights. And it was because I was angry. And it's because I was looking for something that was bigger than me, but I didn't feel like I was worth it. Um, you know, 18 years old comes where I'm still living that life of drugs, dropping out of school, becoming a delinquent. Um, I find out I'm pregnant. And I'm like, wow, I'm finally living up to every single title that everyone's put on me. I'm going to be a dropout. I dropped out. Going to be a delinquent. I got it. I got arrested. I opened up so many so many doors. And like I say, it wasn't doors that you wanted to open. Yeah. It were jail sales, you know? Um, 18, I find out that I'm pregnant. And I just was like, I need to change. Something, something needs to change. And it's crazy because Grant Cardone says it best. You can't want to change only when you're suffering to change, you know? And I think that was me my whole life that when I started seeing, oh shit, what I'm doing is causing a, a, a ruckus. I'm like, I need to change. And then I would change and then I'll go back to my old ways. And that's kind of what happened with me when I was 18. Um, I changed my ways. I stopped drug dealing. I'm like, this isn't for me. I give up that life. I move across town. I find a mentor that tells me to come work for him. I was supposed to be a front desk clerk. I ended up being on the sales floor, only girl. And I fell in love with it. And like I tell everyone, I found a new addiction. And that was sales. And that was what came with being on the sales floor. Um, I don't know if you've watched Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah. I legitimately, my, my old boss, um, he was Jordan Belfort. He was the Wolf <laughs> of Wall Street. It was cocaine clubs drinks yeah. um you know you're you're killing it on the board you know you're either gonna go kill a line and go to the strip club with him and enjoy and that's really what happened to me was like i found purpose in that job i'm like wow this is the first place that i'm respected this is the first place someone calls me ma'am this i got my own little cubby i i i, yeah. I feel important like i got significance and i think that's really important a significant feeling um but i was just looking for it in the wrong ways i end up 
falling in love with this place, falling in love with cocaine, falling in love with drinking, falling in love with money. Now I'm making the money and I'm like, okay, well, where's the satisfaction at? Like, you're still doing exactly what you were doing, but now you're doing it with money, which makes it worse. Um, You know, I was at that place for about five years. I helped build up their business to seven figures. We had a moving side and a student debt consolidation side. Um, And I speak about this only because this is what really moved for me. Um, The same year that I got into an accident for drinking and driving was the same year I find out that these guys lie to me. Um, I looked to them like brothers and I gave blood, sweat, tears to their locations and their business. And I did the goals that I needed, but they promised me 10% of their business and they didn't give it to me. Um, When that happened, I think that's really what struck me was like, man, I almost killed myself this year. I got in a DUI. And now the people that I trusted the most that I've led, let control my outcome. Um, now I'm, I'm basically getting screwed by them. And that's where my fire came in where I'm like, man, I need to be an entrepreneur, man. I need to do this, man, my mess. I need to turn it into a mission. Awesome. So, yeah. So how did, how does that come about into empower? Like what was, what was behind that and what made you create that? So um, behind me in power, I went to GrowthCon. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you know 10X GrowthCon uh, with yeah. Grant Cardone. And yeah. Steve Harvey spoke. And through this time, let, let's just rewind a little bit. I quit that place, Jerry Maguire style. I go into the room. <laughs> I, tell all the, I tell all the reps, hey, I'm leaving. These guys screwed me over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if they're going to screw me over, they'll screw you over. And I, and we had a floor of five people when I started, ended up with 50 people. And with that being said, 25 of the reps left with me. Um, with that, I got super depressed and I just went on a spree of trying to figure myself out. But yeah, I I went on a spree of trying to find myself. And for several months, I tried out different things. I started up a health insurance company. I started up a moving floor. Um, I made 350,000 within my first three months and my partner, took half the money and screwed me over with it. So I was just really trying to look for purpose and I was looking to be more intentional. So for me, that's where I was like, you know what? I'm burning anything that doesn't cross paths with me being intentional. And I'm putting away me wanting to be profit driven. And I'm really looking to be purpose driven. And after Steve Harvey spoke about purpose, that's when I was like, you know what? I need to create empower. I need to tell my story because someone needs my story. I love it. Yeah. So we'll maybe uh, take us into that. Like who, who are some of the championship leaders, coaches, mentors that have impacted you that, that you really look up to and, and maybe more so than who they are is like, what is it about them that, that really stood out to you and that maybe even you take on inside of your own life and uh, has helped kind of mold the shape the leader that you are inside of Empower. I would say a big person that has an impact on me in general has been Ed Milet. Uh-huh. Um, around this time where I had my moving business and my partner left me, um, I hired my sister and I hired a really good friend as a manager. And I was already to the point of like, why me? Um, I lived a really big victim mind- mindset. And it was because so much stuff happened to me where I felt that It was other people's storms that were affecting me. And that's always the wrong mindset to have victim over victor, but I really was a victim, right? Um, And with that, I started 
finding mentors and listening to motivation, Les Brown, Tony Robbins. But Ed Milet for me really, really impacted me. I loved how he spoke about grace and I loved about how he spoke about being your true you and that it's okay not to be perfect. I think a lot of people try to portray that you got to be perfect to be worth it, or you got to be at a certain level. And when you get to that certain level, you're, you're a monster and nothing's unstoppable. And I think that that's the mindset I had. And then when I started listening to Ed, I'm like, wow, like it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be in the position that I'm in because the bigger the vision, the bigger the opposition, right? Um, you know, my sister and my manager were working for me. This all happens. I'm, I'm trusting them. They end up stealing from me. And when, <laughs> and when this happened, it really like, it hurt me so much because my little sister, you know, I've always tried to raise her to be better than me. You know, she saw all the wrong th- doing that I did. And in a way I felt like, man, is this my fault? Um, with my manager stealing from me, I thought the same thing, like, man, like, was I not a good enough leader? And I do understand that you have to come with an outcome with every scenario, but I was just putting all the blame on me. And right there, I fired everybody on my floor. I kind of had a mental breakdown, um, fired everybody from my floor. Um, I get into this hole of, you know, nothing's right. Nothing's good enough for me. How, how am I going to be able to be successful if something always keeps happening? And I got suicidal and I started to, you know, message certain people and, my buddy, Brian Rand, uh, he's a sales rep for Grant Cardone. Um, he shoots me a message and it's talking about faith. And recently I listened to, at that time, I listened to Ed Milet's podcast. It's called Blissful Dissatisfaction, um, that episode. And I was listening to it and it was really about faith and taking that bite when you're there and still pushing through because so much opposition is going to come. And that's how you know your greatness is right around the corner. And my buddy sends me this message about faith. And he tells me, you know, you should come to my church. Um, I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. You should come. And I thought to myself, you know, I want to be so much like Ed. I want to replicate what Ed's doing. What is it that Ed has that I don't? And I realized that it was a faith. And I started listening to this blissful dissatisfaction over and over. And I promise you within that same night where I wanted to end my life, I also was like, you know what? I need to embrace my life because of this episode. Um, I end up going to church the next day. And after that, I haven't missed a Sunday since. I've probably missed two Sundays. Um, and that was because of traveling or something that has to do with, you know, my calling. But Ed Milet for me has been such a great mentor because not only has he helped me develop the mindset that I need, but also has brought the best thing that I can ask for in my life. And that's God and, and having a faith. And I got saved this year. And when I got saved, he was the first person I messaged. And I actually got to meet him at uh, Lewis Howell's event. And I got to express this to him. And if you go on my Instagram, you'll see me and him speaking and I'm crying because, you know, I really could have ended my life and someone as powerful as him and someone as great as him impacted me not to. And uh, I, I was just happy that I was able to express that to him. Wow. That's an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. That's, uh, I love it. That's powerful. So, um, what is, uh, what's, what's the vision for you in, in power and where are you going and what you want to create? Like, what are you creating within power? First of all, maybe like, yeah, tell us more about that. And then, you know, yeah. What, what's your mission vision inside of that? Like, what are you looking at? Maybe let's say even five years from now, like, where do you want to be? So Empower for me is kind of like the first risk I've ever taken. And a lot of people are like, what? Like, Nani, you had a moving floor. You had a health insurance floor. But you see, I was pivoting off of everybody else's tail. 
And what does that mean? That means that I was going taking obstacles and I was going through purposes of other people's wishes. You know, the moving company, I started it only because I felt like I had to give it back to the people that screwed me over. And I felt like, well, this partner mentioned that he has 20 grand. He wants to start it. Whatever. Why not? Why not go with the, the top on the bandwagon? And then, you know, I, I realized that I need to stop being a bandwagon hopper and I need to do something for me and actually do something for me that's selfless, not selfish. And I, I really wanted to reach someone that, how can I say, had the same trials and tribulations as me to let them know that like, hey, it's not over yet. Like, look at where I'm at and look at where I like, look at where I was and look at where I'm at. So I started up Empower because Empower to me is something that's like finding that power within you that you didn't even know you had. And I think that so many people need that. I think so many people need accountability. I think so many people need a leader that's not going to tell them what's right, wrong with them, but hey, what's right with you? And hey, I'm here for you. So many people put an expectation, an expectation of judgment um, that I don't think that everyone's being their true self. So I made Empower for people that are looking to get to that next level mentally, because yeah, we can have success, but if you're successful and you're not mentally strong, you're going to break, you know, it all comes down to the fundamentals. So empower is an accountability group where we focus on three areas of your life, business mindset and well, um, and wellness only because all three of those intertwine with each other. Um, I've decided to take on personal coaching as a career path that I want to go forward with only because the impact that I've had in my life with a coach, I want to do that for others. So um, I have a community of over 30 paid members and I have a community of over 500 free uh, members. Um, and we just really focus on mindset development and high performance strategies to help you execute. And my goal for the next five years is I want to really what my vision is, I want to be able to create youth centers um, in every state and every country. I know that's big, but it's that's true. Great. I want to I want to be able to create youth centers for at youth risk uh, kids. You know, because if I had someone that poured into me when I needed it it's at 16, 17 year, years old, my life would have been different. And none of this at youth risk center where people are like, I'm going to, you know, be a nonprofit and I'm going to dig in my hands with them. Like, no, I really want to be able to create a youth center that creates young leaders, you know, that gives them a certification when they complete the program or, um, you know, making a purpose that's bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I appreciate that. Um, what is, uh, what's a, t a turning point, like a critical moment for you? I know you've, you've, you've talked about probably a lot of them already, but I always love to ask this question because I think the listeners, are, uh, many of them are, are in that moment right now. And it's, it's, it's tough. And a lot of people will end up making a decision that they kind of look back with regret, wishing they would have had the courage to maybe take the different, different route, right? If you're at that fork in the road, a lot of people kind of go left when the right decision for them is to go to the right and, and take a leap of faith, like listen to that voice, listen to God, listen to whatever you call it and, and go where they know where they want to, even though maybe a lot of other people are telling them, Hey, no, what are you doing? You got to come over here. So what, what is maybe a moment that sticks out for you the most where obviously you, you made that decision and it's got you sitting where, where you are today. Yeah. Um, it could have been very easy for you to go the other way. Man, I think what really for me, it's that I've always realized that whether I wanted to do bad, I was the best at doing something bad. When I wanted to be lazy, I was the best at being lazy, right? When I wanted to do something, 
no matter what, I was always the mindset of, I want to be the best at it. And I think that when I started seeing that I wasn't being my best, because we know when we're being our best and we know when we're not being our best. I, yeah. I, I believe that we try to push those thoughts to the side. And me, I really try to be intentional because I realized that me living so recklessly has affected so much areas of my life that I could have controlled and I didn't. And when I started having that self-reflection on, man, this could have went this way, but I did this. And this could have went this way, but I said no because I was angry. And a lot of the times people are like, you know, don't think back and regret stuff. I don't regret stuff that are non-coincidental. I don't regret stuff that was supposed to happen. What I do regret is the stuff where I'm like, man, that was really not supposed to go that way. And it only went that way because I was so damn hard-headed. So for me, I think a, a real pivotal point on where I'm getting at now is just always self-reflecting. Um, I've had a lot of crazy moments in my life where, you know, I've tried to commit suicide twice. I've been arrested. I've done drugs. I found myself in a house, you know, doing drugs, being with people that I shouldn't be with. So if we could talk about pivotal moments, I think every single part of my life has been a pivotal moment. But the thing that makes it pivotal is when I self-reflect. Um, I just interviewed Trent Shelton and he talks about leverage questions. And I talk about powerful questions, which are sort of the same thing. When I put myself in a position to ask, man, look at where I was, look at where I'm at and look at where I'm going. Does this serve me? Do they serve me? Is this going to serve my future? It really makes me think of every pivotal moment. Like, man, you were at this point and look at where you're at now. Do you want to go back there? Man, you, you did this and now you're doing this. Do you really want to go back there? So my pastor always says the bigger the vision, the bigger the opposition, but there's three things that we should remember when opposition comes. And that's one prayer. Um, that's two pivot. And then number three is to re remember you know, get in a silent area and have that self-reflecting, have that powerful question moment, have that prayer moment, whether it's God, Allah, Buddha, whatever it may be, have that moment of prayer and then pivot when opposition comes rather than changing the, the vision, change the plan. All you got to do is make yeah. it just a pivot, you know, basketball that you're, you're a coach, basketball, um, they have a pivot foot, right? When there's someone blocking them, they have their pivot foot moving back and forth, moving back and forth because they're not going to go the same direction. They're going to pivot to a different direction to make the basket or, or, or to, you know, make that shot. And I think that a lot of us need to learn to pivot. And then just remember, remember where you were at, remember where you could have been and remember where you're going. And I think yeah. that's for me, you know, really my, my movement. Beautiful. I love it. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So important to, to pivot, and I love the powerful questions. You know, I, I use the same language, powerful questions. Um, really shift perspective, uh, and a shifted perspective, like totally give you an, a, a new path, right, towards what it is that you want. And so, so important, so important. What, uh, what are one or two things as we start to wrap this up that, that you could share with the listeners that would really – you know, alter their world, like they could take today, implement and help them to move forward. Hmm, man, I got a lot of them. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I give them a lot for days. Um, but I think really, um, your mess doesn't disqualify you. Yeah. And I think that out of everything that I, I preach on or that I speak on, I think that really is important because I was incarcerated with so many people's titles, right? And you think that you're, you're living free, but when you realize you're living in a cage and the cage you're living in is because of other people's expectations. And I think that we live on other people's expectations because 
we think that's meant for us. And the second I started realizing is that my mess doesn't disqualify you and that my mess is my mission is when I started to break the chains and I started to actually get to that next level and become the person I want to be. You see, growing isn't easy. And going to the, the place that you want to be, it's hella, hella, hella hard, right? Yeah. It's a process. And most people don't like the P word process. But I'm a believer that if you have prayer, you have perseverance, you have uh, persistence, then you're going to be able to get to the right position you want to be in. And the only way you do that is when you stop disqualifying yourself and start saying, you know what, I am qualified for this. So many of us are like, I don't have the experience. I'm not that good. Ah, man, he's better than me. Stop disqualifying yourself before you even get into the game. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're capable of until you get there. And the more you disqualify yourself is the more that you're going to realize that you qualify to be in that position. And you're the only person that told yourself you couldn't. You're the only person that locked yourself behind those bars of other people's expectations. So take your mess and turn it into your mission and take your disqualifications that you keep telling yourself and let be, let it be known that you're qualified for it. I know I go back to the Bible again, but all the greatest stories in the Bible, they're messes, dude. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> Matthew, John, the whole nine, they were gangsters they were tax collectors they beat women they raped women and then they ended up becoming jesus disciples and not because man they're bad people but because everybody has a mess but everybody doesn't realize that their mess there's a mission behind it so right outside your comfort zone is your calling make sure that you never disqualify yourself make sure that you embrace your mess and make sure you understand that it's not how you start it's how you finish. And I don't want to finish this life. And I don't want to get to the end of my road and know that, man, I could have been greater. I could have met my destiny. I could have lived my purpose, but I didn't because I disqualified myself before I was already in the game. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I love how you said that. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't disqualify you. I've always thought of it like, yeah, it doesn't have, it doesn't define you either. Right. It doesn't have to define you. And that's kind of it's kind of a way of looking at it. you disqualify yourself because you, I think you think that it's like just that's who you are or that's who everybody else sees you and so that's all that you can be um so yeah so important to hear that message I love how you put it so thank you for that appreciate it no problem yeah what's uh how can how, how can we find out more about you and what you got going on your podcast your accountability group everything that you're doing so you could definitely find more about me on my Instagram. I'm very active. Uh, I think that's how you and I connected. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Azonani, A-Z-O-N-A-N-I. And I'm always posting about what we're up to and empower what I'm up to. I'm very transparent. Um, and that's another thing that I want everybody to know is that your, trans your transparency can lead to someone else's transformation. And when I started really adapting that thought and adapting that to my life and becoming intentional, and purpose driven over profit is when I started walking into my truth and I started meeting great people and connecting with people like you. So find me on Instagram. Um, if you have me on Facebook, that'd be even better. I do lives and I also have a podcast. If you like what I say, you like what I do, like Brad Lee says, go ahead and subscribe to Power Talk um, and just ask me how you can get in power. And I always write back and I try to be efficient if I'm not sick or traveling. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we'll, we link all that up so it's easy to find and smash that subscribe button from, for our Power Talk podcast for sure. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking time. I know you're just getting over the flu too. So uh, just thanks for being a trooper and uh, getting through that fight and through that for us. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I apologize for uh, me, me pausing for a second, but I even came quick, got my vitamin C. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much. And if you guys are listening to this, make sure you subscribe to his podcast and keep looking out for him. He has some amazing stuff going and he's going to keep bringing in powerful people like he brought in me. And I, I'm, I'm right. glad to be a part of the journey, man. Absolutely. All right. You have a good day. You too, Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader. I'm gonna lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, babe.